Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Oh, buddy. So, uh, gas prices. Remember, they're coming down. Yeah. Gas prices coming down. Yeah. Well, Not so much anymore. No, they've been inching back up now for a few days. Uh, and now ministers from OPEC Plus, this big oil-producing uh, cartel of countries, uh, has said, yeah, we're going to cut oil production by about 2 million barrels a day, which will raise oil prices globally. I mean, that's the point of it. They want to try to increase the, the price per barrel of oil, and those prices have come down because of fears of a global recession, and so they're trying to pump up uh, their 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 profits essentially because a lot of these countries that's their that is their source of income. Yes. So that that's how they run their country is based on oil production, and so yeah, they're doing it, and they're thumbing their noses at uh, at Joe Biden who went there and you know fist bumped the uh, crown prince of Saudi Arabia even though he said he wouldn't do something like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so here we are. Uh, <laughs> we, we, we don't have to be in a situation where we're going to be at the whims of the OPEC cartel, but we what? are. How, how, how in the world could we do that, David? Uh, if you start really, well, pardon the figure of speech here, but you uh, pump the gas a little bit more. <laughs> When it comes to uh, restrictions on drilling and refining, you have to get rid of those restrictions. How dare you? Well, sorry. (laughs) I know. It's insane what we're doing. I mean, one one of the craziest things is that all these people who have spent the last year and a half telling everybody to just buy an electric car are now worried about this, like Jennifer Granholm, the energy secretary. Well, this is terrible that OPEC is doing this because they are going to be hurting families. Well, what do you think you jackasses have been doing? I mean, yes. you've been hurting families. <laughs> you know, like for all of these decades, OPEC always considers the families first, don't they? <laughs> right. Are you out of your mind? This is what happens when you put these dopes in charge. Like, they don't understand how the real world works. They're always acting like this world the way they'd like it to be instead of reality. Yeah. Gosh dang, I like, man. I like that. Secretary Granholm, uh, the crown prince is on line one. Okay. Maybe just buy an electric car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take your own advice. Right. Insane, man. Okay. Yeah, they're known for their charitable work. Right. <laughs> the OPEC ministers. Yeah, or all of a sudden you're shocked that Vladimir Putin did something that that is against norms. Yeah, right. and and would consider him a war criminal. His really, whole, his whole life is against norms. Come I mean, on, what, man. What are we doing? Okay. Uh, meanwhile, <laughs> we knew this was going to happen in Florida, but still, when it does, it makes you angry. You shake your head, David. You have this story. Yeah, the failing New York Times has a piece out today. The headline reads: Florida leaders rejected major climate laws. Now they're seeking storm aid. Golly, these ghouls, man! Man, I, no kidding. So, so, so wait a minute. So wait a minute. If Republican politicians in the state voted for the stupid Inflation Reduction Act, then a hurricane wouldn't have happened. What? Is, <laughs> what does that even mean? 
They like no. You deserve it. it. You deserve it. They they yeah. say well, senior Republican politicians in the state have opposed federal action against global warming, warming, which is making storms like Hurricane Ian more destructive. No, it's freaking not. According but, to the federal government, according to the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, you know that that thing. Not, yes. not exactly some like conspiracy theory right wing blog or something like that. I, I I mean they actually say no, we don't have the evidence that that this that hurricanes are becoming more ferocious. And in fact, if you look at the history of hurricanes over the last hundred years, you don't see a noticeable uptick in the ferocity or frequency of these storms. Now more destruction? Yeah, because more people are living on the coast because it's kinda nice there. Yeah. But the problem is this. When you take control of education and you have control of legacy media and the tech companies, you can put forth whatever narrative you want and a lot of people will believe it. Not to mention, Don Lemon grew up there and he can tell you (laughs) they're getting more intense. Yeah, But something's happening. And what about climate change? (laughs) Yes, I know. It's it's crazy. (laughs) Grew up there. You remember that clip from CNN? We played it several times. Yeah. And so you're watching this going on. People sort of running the country into the ground in a number of different ways. We're not even getting into the trans stuff with kids. We'll get into that a little bit later. But then you know the FBI is corrupt. In a way, at least I would say, that I didn't know it was to this level. And I know if for a lot of just say independent voters well hey did you hear this tony bobolinsky was back on tucker carlson's show he was the guy that was partners with the bidens okay doing these deals ukraine and china okay it was corrupt it was like a family business i don't know about that that tucker carlson he seems like a crazy right winger i just don't know about this story here's the craziest thing about it and he was on tucker's show last night we <laughs> We never would have thought that two years in, after we heard that there was going to be an investigation into that Hunter Biden laptop, Mm -hmm. and after Bob Alinsky talked to the FBI and they say, we're going to get back to you on this, Mm -hmm. that they never called him again. No. And so as part of that interview last night, well, they set it up. Remember the debate where Joe Biden saying, well, what was this, this China thing? This, no, no one got rich off China. My son has not made money. In terms of this thing about uh, what are you talking about? China. I have not had a, the only guy made money from China is this guy. He's the only one. Nobody else has made money from China. That night. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that hilarious. Jeez. Okay. Nobody's made money from China except for Donald Trump. That's it. Donald Trump's right. the only person on the planet who's made money <laughs> from China. That's right. Okay. So when you remember, Bob Alinsky was on Tucker's show that month before the election. Okay, and then he was at that debate and then the next morning talked to the FBI and then told the story last night. That night I flew to D.C. and the next morning there was a big debate. Do I voluntarily walk into the FBI or do I go sit down with Senator Johnson and Senator Grassley? My my lawyers decided it was better that I voluntarily go in uh, to sit and, and provide these facts. And so in the morning of October 23rd, the morning after the debate, um, I spent five plus hours sitting in a room uh, with at one point, I think, as much as six federal agents walking through all the facts. And by the way, when he says all the facts, <laughs> I mean, 
so many different contracts. It's yeah. all there. It's verifiable. I mean, I don't know what else you can say other than these are the facts. Okay. Uh, of my knowledge of the Biden family, um, how I got involved in this, you know, the, the trips around the world, you know, ch- uh, CFC, Chairman Yee and stuff like that. At the end of that meeting, uh, and remember, I voluntarily went there, so they were happy to take any information I provided to them. Uh, I wish I had pictures of the faces of the two main agents that were interviewing me um, because I would say something and um, you could just see the shock in their face and they would say, hey, let's take a minute. And they'd get up and walk out of the room. <laughs> Hold on a second. He did what? It was 10% to the big guy and that's Joe? Oh, my gosh. And the agents would sort of convene and then come back and restart the interview um, because th- these facts are just... For the sake of our country, for national security, um, at that point, he was uh, candidate Joe Biden. Now he's the sitting president of the United States, the most powerful uh, person in the free world. And um, daunting. So at the end of that five-plus-hour interview, the head of station uh, told my lawyers, listen, an individual named, named Tim Tebow is going to run point on all of this. Okay. And that's where we get to. And he never got called back. Right. And what's been the story on Tim Tebow over the last couple of months? Well, they were wondering about whether or not he resigned or was forcibly removed because he had to be escorted out of the building. And why was that? Uh, because he wanted to play tight end for the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, that's different Tim Tebow. Tebow. Different oh, Tim Tebow. Tim I was wondering what happened to him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Finally decided to change position. Yeah. yeah. No, no, it's because it's because he's he's a liar and showed political bias. Right. And that was the guy in charge. Yeah. Okay. And there's more to that we'll get to later. But you come away from that watching that saying in a way we're screwed. You you can't trust the FBI and we already know that. Yeah. But it's just more evident. Yeah. We got to get these people out of power, man. Well, and think about how corrupt national media is that right now, one of the biggest political bombshells is out there. But yes. they're more focused on whether or not Herschel Walker paid a woman to have an abortion 13 years ago. Correct. That's what is supposed to be one of the biggest political stories of our time. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, we we got a lot of things to fix in this country. Um, going to get more on that a little bit later. So last night, big baseball story, and man, it was all over the place. And the Today Show had it, and I know all the different shows, and it was Aaron Judge last There's night. There's the 1-1. Swung on. There it goes. Deep left, it is high. It is far. It is gone. Number 62 to set the new American League record. Aaron Judge. Did you get goosebumps there, Scott? I saw the replay. I was not watching the game live. Um, It was a cool moment. I like Aaron Judge. He seems like a likable guy to me. Did you get goosebumps? Yeah, maybe a little. (laughs) Especially when the music starts in the background from The Natural. Yeah, I'm like, okay. All right. I like Aaron Judge. I do. He seems like what's right about baseball. Like, if you found out something bad, you'd be really disappointed because he seems like one of the good guys. Yeah, It's all the New York stuff that goes along with it, with the Today Show and people that don't know baseball. He was so great. It's a little much for me. It kind of spoils it. Outside of that, I'm happy for him. Well, they could actually use the word historic and mean it this time. What do you mean? 
Well, it was historic. He, t- he went above Roger Maris's record in the American League. So, yeah, that was really historic. Yes. I mean, let's in face it. In a world it. where everything's historic. Let's face it, though. It's because of the steroid thing with McGuire and Sosa and Bonds that this is special. Well, this was American League, too. Right. So, yeah. But without, without any of the steroid stuff, well, yeah. okay, set the record for one league. Who cares? It's not the record. Yeah. yeah. It's because of, well, it, it should be the record because of the roids. If he can hit 12 within the next four games, well. <laughs> <laughs> well, in that case, uh, yeah, test him for drugs. Cause <laughs> yeah. It's like playing but, with one of those bongo bats or something, just right. knocking it out of the ballpark. Yeah. You see that idiot, though? That, so this happened in, in, uh, in Arlington, and you, you saw the, the, at Globe Life Park, and the guy, there was a guy who was, I don't know what, like 10 yards away? Yeah, who jumped that. over the railing to try to snag the ball? Yeah, he didn't get the ball. Like he wouldn't. No. He, he didn't come close to getting the ball. No, I, I don't know what was going through his mind other than well, maybe some alcohol or whatever. He's okay though. Yeah. Well, you see dollar signs, man. I mean, would you make that jump for a million bucks? If I could catch it, yeah. Case closed. <laughs> yeah, because there's that's why. That's why did it. But you know me, I probably wouldn't sell it. No, you wouldn't. It'd be worth $2 million. I'd like to look at it. I just, I enjoy it. See, I knew it. Do, 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 do. <laughs> no, I like it. I like my figurines, and I like my balls. Scott's voice impersonated, by the way, and that's not really me. I'm not selling my balls. Okay. They're not for sale, sir. Oh, the media's freaking out again over Elon Musk. This is fun. We'll get to that much more coming up. Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Oh man, do you hear the whining out there? Elon Musk is going to get Twitter. It's going to be the end of humanity. <laughs> I'm, I'm really enjoying it, man, because these people, especially in national media, are really telling on themselves here in a spectacular way. Get because right. they think we are the ones who deserve to control the town square, and anyone mm-hmm. who doesn't align with our values is a threat, not just to us, but to democracy. Democracy. Oh, right. all right. We have to control the information. We can't leave it up to these other people. Well, yeah. they're not smart enough. Right. So Elon we Musk, are, but they're not. So Elon Musk is going to be able to move forward with closing the deal to officially buy Twitter, and uh, like Politico magazine editor Garrett Graff. Uh, wrote, be afraid, be actually afraid. <laughs> Author Don Winslow oh wrote, if Musk gets control of Twitter and Zuckerberg has control of Facebook and CNN is under new Republican-backed management, we have a massive problem. And do not listen to anyone who tells you differently. Hold on a second, Mr. Winslow. Yeah. Uh, Zuckerberg helped swing the last election for Biden. Right. So how does that make sense? It, it doesn't. And, and CNN is under new Republican-backed management. The dude who's running the network was a showrunner for Stephen Colbert. Right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> like, that's, that's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, NBC News reporter Ben Collins put okay. out a uh, very lengthy Twitter thread talking about how this could affect the 2022 midterms. <gasps> They're going to oh, close no. that deal in like a month? I don't think so. I mean, and even if they did, uh, uh, 
Anyways, as for those of you asking, yes, I do think this site can and will change pretty dramatically if Musk gets full control over it. Well, that's no, the hope. Right. But to them, this is doom and gloom. No, there well, is so no... So no more kitty porn on there? Well... Oh, that'd be terrible. <laughs> Apparently for Ben Collins, yeah. Jeez. Um, okay. There is no immediate replacement. Well, build your own Twitter then. That's what you that's guys what you told said. us for years. Yeah. Yep. Uh, if it gets done early enough based on the people he's aligned with, yes, it could actually affect the midterms. <laughs> there are no guardrails anymore. Rulemaking yeah, can be capricious. <laughs> There are no guardrails anymore. He can elevate any idea or person he wants through recommendations and choices, and there will be no oversight on this as a private company. <gasps> Authoritarian governments will have a field day. I'm sorry. They banned Donald Trump, but, like, what, the Ayatollah is able to tweet about the Jews with impunity? Well, there's speech has to be protected. Right. Unless we don't like it. Right. <laughs> it's like rabid anti-Semitism uh, is apparently okay by Twitter standards, but saying the election was stolen is not. Interesting. Uh, yes. And uh, in the long term, Musk's plan for this website are a suicide bomb. <laughs> and this dude's writing comedy, and he doesn't know it. No, no, he doesn't. He doesn't realize how ridiculous that all sounds. There wow. are a lot of people in the news business who need to log off of Twitter. If you really think that you're not part of the problem, then you need to, I don't know, go seek therapy or something. Seriously, you need to do some self-reflection. Yeah. Either that or, I mean, golly, man. <laughs> Read a book on masculinity, something. If you're a male reporter <laughs> yeah. freaking out right now. Uh, by the way, and you had the story, David, Biden did hire a communist to help run the Treasury. Yeah, I'm way more worried about this. So the Treasury uh, has this new racial equity committee, and the vice chair of this new committee wants to defund the police and put racial justice at the center of all government policymaking, and also has been a fierce critic of capitalism working at the Treasury in the United States of America. Yeah, they're that, trying to destroy the country. I mean, yeah. dude, there's no way around it. It's hard to hire good people in this environment, isn't it? <laughs> Golly. Oh, goodness. We got a clip that uh, will probably make you laugh. And then one state's shocking report card for their students. You won't believe it. Next. Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. I happened to see this at Wall Street Journal. Because it's all about the kids. What about the kids? Oh, yeah. Got to care about the kids. They're the future, you know. Mm -hmm. um, the title was Illinois Shocking Report Card. Oh, wow. Yeah, this is something. I'm like, okay, what is this about? So it mentions in the story, statewide, go back to 2019, 36% of all third grade students could read at grade level. That's an F. Yeah, that's already really bad. Oh, my gosh. And it says, and that's the good news. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. That number drops to 27% for Hispanic students, 22% for black students statewide. 
Um, in certain public school systems, the numbers plummet to single digits. Like in Decatur, Illinois, 2% of black third graders are reading at grade level and only 1% doing math at grade level. Um, again, this is from the Wall Street Journal board. We aren't often speechless, but the extent to which that performance is betraying a generation of school children is hard to put into words. Third grade children are eight years old, full of potential with minds like sponges to absorb what they are taught. Third grade is the year that children need to achieve a level of reading fluency that will prepare them to tackle the more complex tasks in upper elementary grades that require comprehension. Cut to the chase. You don't get it by then. You're really behind the eight ball. Yeah. And that's where so many are. And then it talks about different districts and how bad it is. It's below 10% and sometimes below five when you're looking at what, Rockford, uh, Peoria, different towns in Illinois. And then it mentions family and social dysfunction play some role in this scandal. But the overriding problem is school governance and the monopoly power of the teachers' unions. The Chicago Teachers' Union has walked out four times in the last seven years, reaping higher salaries or benefits each time. Wirepoint says Illinois spends $16,660 per student annually, the eighth highest state spending per student in the country. You're getting a lot for their money, huh? Holy cow! Yep. Teachers get raises, schools get more money, and children are shuffled through until it's time for the adults to collect a pension. Families that can get their children out are leaving in droves. Over the past two decades, 120,000 students have left the Chicago public schools. Wouldn't you? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what's going on in a lot, especially cities across the country. You see it time and time again. Well, anyway, and again, the incompetence of their governor, you know, the Illinois governor is, is a joke, but uh, he's pro-choice. So, you know, that's all that matters. But when it comes specifically to schools, people keep electing the same types of people over and over and over and get worse and worse results. And oh. at some point you wonder, when are people going to wake up? Well, it's it's anywhere where there is a really, really strong teachers union presence that tends to see results like this. You're spending a lot of money per student on the budget, at least. That's what it looks like. A lot of money per student and the students are not reaping the benefits. And yet, you know, we're (laughs) I I, I don't know. It's so frustrating to me to see all of this because all of these people, especially the lefties in charge. Mm hmm who have really dug in like ticks into education talk about all this social justice stuff. They talk about, oh, black lives matter and all of this, but they're so focused on getting whatever the union wants that they're leaving these kids. Many of them African-American as the stats that you just threw out bear out. Um, They're leaving them in the dust and they don't care because remember the Chicago teachers union, was the one that they're, they're, they didn't want to go back because of COVID. So many other oh. school districts were starting to go back, and they said no. They put out an, an interpretive dance video. <laughs> they did. Saying, make it make sense <laughs> to go back to work. We could literally die. 
And I remember thinking at the time, dude, the 65-year-old dude handing out carts at Walmart showing up to work did this entire thing. You can get your ass back in the classroom. Yes. I think the biggest thing is either expanding school choice everywhere in the United States, get, let people take their tax dollars with them, and, or you know, go on basically a slash-and-burn union-busting campaign. We got to turn this around because, you know, I mean, there are so many kids who already, because of their family dynamics, are starting off really in rough shape. And the people who are there to help them outside of their family are screwing them over constantly. Yeah. And, you know, in a, to me, on a bigger scale, it is definitely the teachers' unions. It's also people on the left and what they want to teach the kids. Mm-hmm. Think about how much we've heard in the last couple of years. This has been the big story, right? Parents through COVID are finding out what's being taught. And it's a lot of critical race theory. It's a lot of trans religion, basically. Saying, what are we doing? We're falling behind everywhere. But you want to make sure you're teaching kids this? That's freaking indoctrination. There's no other explanation for it. Yeah. It's con- If you can control... A couple of generations of school kids and yeah. teach them what you want, it's freaking dangerous. Yeah. I will say there was some optimism here, and that is during this all that a lot of parents became involved in school board meetings and going to school boards and, and voicing their objections more than any time I've ever remembered. That's why the FBI were on them. Right. Because you can't stop the indoctrination. And in terms of elections on school boards, a lot of that dynamic has changed as well. Oh, where yeah. you had these freaks that yep. just ran and they were, they were being freaky with the kids, you know, so. Yes. Yeah. Move on, man. Okay, let's get to Dr. Oz. Dr. Oz is in the news. Big Senate race in Pennsylvania, David. Yeah, uh, John Fetterman, he's the far-left candidate for Senate in Pennsylvania. He's running against Dr. Oz. Uh, And Dr. Oz is narrowing the gap, as we kind of thought it would. uh, And he is hammering John Fetterman on crime. Good. Oh, good. John Fetterman is one of these so-called reform guys, which comes down to valuing the comfort of criminals more than anyone else. And you look at Robbins. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I've said. I know. I've been saying this forever. I mean, yeah. the, the, you got to go after the crime. The crime issue is what matters. And he claims he stopped crime while he was mayor of Braddock back in the day. And well, this was on MSNBC. Okay. We stopped it. And that has never been accomplished before or since I was time as, as mayor. I run on my record. And two, in the tattoos, we're all really just uh, about uh, dates. Dates. I was at uh, at the scene of any single murder as mayor, and it was a deeply personal uh, issue. And I ran from that issue, and I was able to stop it. And for five and a half years, and Dr. Oz has used uh, to lie on TV about it. Let me ask you also about an issue. Can we stop pretending everything's okay here? Yeah, I I should have mentioned. I mean, can we just stop it? I, that didn't I, make any sense. I should have mentioned at the outset, he had a massive stroke and cannot yeah. really put words together all that well. And he's startled no. by bright lights and loud noises, which is why he didn't want to debate Dr. Oz. Um, and Wait, Where are we on that, by the way? Because he said then he would debate, but then it got pushed back. Well, and I think, there's still no date, is there? No, I, I think it's October 25th is That's when they're supposed thinking. to be. All right. Uh, or later this month, at least. After all the mail-in balloting Right, after mail-in yeah. voting and early voting yeah. has commenced. Right. Yeah, then, of course. Yeah, then we're going, then the, then they're going to debate. Um, so uh, so they used to think about such other dates, things, yeah. as then it was too late to vote after <laughs> debate. 
See, I, right? Something like that. And Dr. Oz has used uh, to lie on TV about it. Yeah. Used to lie on TV about it. I, I, the tattoo thing was bizarre, too. It well, just... He's talking about tattoos that he has that are apparently the dates of different murders in the town while he was mayor. But if he had to get all those tattoos while he was mayor, then clearly he's lying when he says they stopped it. Right. Right. He stopped getting tattoos. That's what he meant. <laughs> it was, he's, got, he's running out of room. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're never going to see, like, the mayor of Chicago or New York do that. Well, no. You're talking unless you love face tattoos. Right. I mean, you're going to be all over the place. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah. It's going to be crazy. I mean, you're going to have private parts tattooed. I know some freaks do that. I don't understand it, man. That's a topic for another day. Whew. (laughs) Okay. You know, you brought up the Herschel Walker thing earlier, talking about Senate races. And you brought it up in the context, David, of, you know, we have corrupt FBI. We got a lot of stuff going on. But yet, legacy media wants us to care more about Herschel Walker. Yeah. And whether or not he paid for an abortion, what, 13 years ago? Yeah. And whether he was abusive to the one son... Something along those lines? Okay. And so from the left, basically they're saying we need to cancel Herschel Walker for these things. Mm -hmm. Which is odd because they're all about abortion. Well, speaking of the left. Well, and letting domestic abusers out of prison early. Yeah, they do do that as well. And so then I bring this up. If if that's the standard, what about Brad Pitt? Mm. Did you see the Angelina Jolie accusation? Saying he choked one of the kids and then hit another? That's getting ugly. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> He's kind of a drunk, too, isn't he? I think was. Or that, I don't think right. he, yeah. that was the word, at least, that he got carried away very easily. Yes. Could get a little volatile. That was what happened when they were on a plane together. That yeah. was apparently the last straw, if I remember the whole saga. But those accusations come out, and... You know, the media gets to pick, if we want to go after this person, we're going to talk about these accusations. But if it's one of the protected ones, well, they need their privacy right now. We're not going to mention this story. It's really odd how they pick and choose on those types of things. And then Alec Baldwin back in the news. What is the deal now, Well, Alec Baldwin, who killed a woman... That's right. He did on the on he, the, he did he definitely I know he did. did. He killed well, a that's ago. the way you start every Alec Baldwin story, and it makes me laugh. I can't help it. Well, uh, yeah. So he shot and killed uh, Helena Hutchins on the uh, set of the movie Rust in 2021, about a year. Which ago. is obviously not funny. That was tragic. No. Uh, Helena Hutchins was the cinematographer, um, and the family had filed a lawsuit against Baldwin and the film's production company, producers, films crew, uh, the film crew for cutting corners and violating industry standards, but they announced today that they have reached an undisclosed settlement. Basically, there's a settlement. We just don't know how much money was involved, how much got paid out here. The crazy part is they're going to resume shooting, not not like Alec Baldwin-style shooting, but actually like rolling tape. The movie. On a movie, like next year, early next year, January of next year. Not that movie. That movie. Rust? Yes. Yes. Holy smokes. Yep. And Matthew Hutchins, the widower of Helena Hutchins, will now serve as an executive producer on the film and get a share of the film's profits. Yep. Okay, so I guess they would think there will be high interest because of what happened to, to then see the movie? I guess so. 
Whoa, man. That just, man. That, it, I know. Uh, me too. I felt the same way. I was like, you got to be kidding me, man. Okay, I'm filtering this through my mind. And this is going back a ways because, David, you would have been like, I don't know, six or seven years old. Brandon Lee yeah. in The Crow. That was a completely different situation. Yeah. Cause like that... accident on the set, but then there was the whole, oh, was it an accident? Right. Or did this have to do with Bruce Lee going back to, you know, conspiracy stuff from when he died? There were all these different questions. But it was almost like when The Crow came out, it was a tribute to Brandon Lee yeah. in a way. Is this supposed to be a tribute? I, I guess so, because they, they gave the, the widower uh, executive producer wow. credit. So I don't know, man. Then again, I mean, there is the word that the Santa Fe uh, DA is considering charges against Alec Baldwin. So who knows what happens with this? keep an eye on that and again i know it's irresponsible to bet on such things but is there a bet on this did we ever bet are you betting david that he will be indicted i think he will be charged with something i i don't know they they threw the word when they're when the district attorney's office was asking the state for more money to prosecute they mm -hmm. threw the murder charge out there right i again i don't i don't know that he'll get slapped with murder but it, who knows but I, I think he will be indicted for something think yeah. of me indicted scott I want to say yes, but I'll say no. Do you want to bet, David, on that? No, I don't know. Gosh dang it. I never win, so sure, why not? I'll keep the losing streak alive. All right. We'll do an update on our... Uh, It'll be historic, different, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> it would be historic. Yes, yeah. it would. All right. Yeah. On that. Um, have you guys come around yet thinking it's a good idea to let non-citizens vote like people here illegally? Uh, no. no, I haven't. No? No. Well, you know... Washington, D.C. thinks you should. Maybe they can convince you. They bring up some great points. <laughs> we'll get to that much more coming up right here. Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. What do you think? Time to let non-citizens vote? No, uh, no, it's not. No. Well, the City Council of Washington, D.C. voted 12 to 1 yesterday <laughs> to advance a bill that would allow it. 12 to 1? 12 to 1. Hey, they're all about our community and our city. They, like all D.C. residents, deserve a right to have a say in their government. Uh, no. 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 <laughs> That's for citizens. Yes. Yeah. Well, it, it's it's fascinating that they keep running up this hill because it, this has been tried out all over the country, or not all over, but in a few different major progressive cities, and courts keep striking it down. Like, no, a non-citizen does not have the right to vote. But, you know, if you do it before an election... We're on your side. <laughs> oh, yeah. People. We're, we're looking out for you. We're fighting for your rights. Please. Yeah. 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 Um, and that's the thing. Whenever, you know, it, yeah. you got D.C. especially saying, we can't handle any more people coming here. Right. But we want to incentivize it mm -hmm. and give you reasons to try to come here illegally. That's right. 
Yes, that's such a great idea. I don't understand it. Mariel Bowser. Is there one Democratic mayor of a, of a big city that you could say, you know what, I'll tip my cap. There, there have been a lot of success stories in this city. If there is one, please tell me what it is. Because I can't think of one. Well, all the headlines. Three-hour show, guys. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm coming up empty here. I know. I went down my list of no, 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 and no. All right. Different question, just to think about. Should food labels list the exercise needed to burn off the calories? Oh, yeah. I think it'd be a good idea. I would like that. Yeah. <laughs> you sure you want that? I do want that. Yeah. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Yep. Well, uh, this isn't good as far as gas in America. No, uh, gas prices are going to be skyrocketing more than likely once again uh, because OPEC plus this big cartel of nations that produce oil as their main economic driver uh, said they would cut oil production by 2 million barrels a day uh, in a move to try to increase the price of oil. See, it's been going down because of... Uh, fears of a global recession, reduced demand, things like that. So that's the largest cut since the onset of the pandemic. Didn't we, I'm sorry, but wasn't there some end zone spiking going on from this administration when the prices were going down? Uh, yeah. Wasn't and, that celebratory? No, uh, yeah, and it's it's going to get wiped out. And even after the president debased <sighs> himself in front. And look, I, I, when you're looking at OPEC, yes, uh, sticking it to America is going to be a part of the calculus, but... I don't think America is the main player in this. Um, it's mainly because many of these countries involved in this group, that is, oil production is what keeps the lights on in, that, in those countries. Sure. That's it. It's not a very uh, diverse economy. Uh, so they absolutely need the price of oil to go up. And right now we're in a situation where America is not doing what it could be doing in terms of production, so they get to pull more levers. They actually have some levers to pull to make sure that <laughs> yeah. to make sure that their economies are more uh, better positioned, I should say, to weather the economic catastrophe that's unfolding right now across the world. You um, know, David, I realize they have more levers to pull. However, do they have more tools in the toolbox? That's well, the question. Well, here's the thing. They, they, they've got some tools in the toolbox, and they're really willing to use them as much as possible. So, uh, I, right. again, I, I think, you know, sort of owning Joe Biden is, is one of the happy side effects. I don't think it's the main driver of what they're doing. I think it is economically based. Um, but the U.S. Oil and Gas Association, a big industry trade group, just put out this statement. Oh. It says, quote, OPEC says no. Strategic petroleum reserve options all but gone. Like mm -hmm. scary low levels in that, by the way. 
Yeah. Uh, the White House has one option left, and it is the one position they should have never turned away from in the first place, the U.S.-based oil and gas industry. Life comes at you pretty fast. <laughs> yes, it does. I don't know what else you can say. Mm-hmm. Other than yes, it does. You know what, David? If you don't mind, can you put that old news hat, if you still have it around, on for a second? Because I'm just going to be a regular jamoke asking the old news guy some questions. Okay. Do you, wait, okay. do you want me to be like a news guy shill for no. Joe Biden or just a just No, a like the way guy? you used to be, just trying to tell okay. the truth. Okay. <laughs> uh, so so sometimes I get sketchy on this. Tell me, didn't we talk for years as a country about getting away from reliance on OPEC? Oh, sure. Yeah. That OPEC could hold us hostage. We had to get away from reliance on that. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we were actually able to do that. Yes, Who was we in charge when that happened? Uh, well, that would be Donald Trump. Oh. oh. But we decided to stop doing that, and why did we stop doing that? Uh, hmm, let, me try to, let me try to phrase this in a respectable newsman manner. Okay. <laughs> okay. Here. Yeah. Um, well, it is because... Uh, there have been environmentalists who are worried about climate change, and <laughs> they have told leaders that mm. we need to cut our reliance on oil altogether. And even though we may not be there just yet, uh, they have been going full steam ahead. Okay, but tell me if this is true or not. The United States, the way we produce, is cleaner than any other country on the planet. Oh, definitely. Yeah, we and have. We've done more to let's just say broadly clean up more than anybody yeah we have more guardrails for uh environmental actually too many right now that's one of the reasons why you're seeing a a drop off in refining capacity here in the united states but even if you were to roll back the more recent regulations on the industry we would still be definitely cleaner producers than saudi arabia or venezuela or anywhere else in the world Okay, but since we are the United States, and we're the leaders, so we got to lead by example. And when we lead, like the biggest polluters, say China and India by far, right, they see our leadership and then they follow, right? No. No. So they're polluting more than ever? Yes. And Russia too? Uh, Yeah. But we're going to stick to this game plan right now, even though it's strangling us as a nation. Yes. Okay. For some reason, China or Russia were not moved by a 13-year-old girl <laughs> hectoring her. How dare nope, you? They, yeah. I, I feel like I need to remind people of this all the time. They funded her. Yeah. And there's well, a they, reason for that. They, they knew what the result was. Yes, yeah. because yes. they knew that some idiots in, in the EU and in yeah. the United States and Canada would believe her, uh, Greta Thunberg, mm-hmm. and so they, they, uh, they financed groups that wound up propping her up and, and sending her all over the globe. We never forget that, that I'm not saying that she knowingly worked and colluded with the Russians. I'm not saying that, but they absolutely absolutely saw an opportunity and they wanted to exploit it as much as possible. Well, and she, I mean, she was a kid. Yeah. She starts playing a song and she gets incredible applause. She keeps playing the same song and will keep playing the same song until the applause ends. Yay, first. Okay. Meanwhile, uh... You can take this guy's word for it. We had nothing to do with that Nord Stream bombing because John Kirby said so. <laughs> Did he? Yeah, John Kirby with the National yeah. Security Council. He's uh, one of the communications guys. 
Uh, it says the United States was not, repeat, not involved in the sabotage of that major gas pipeline between Russia and Europe. Uh, this was on Fox News with Brett Baer. Okay. The United States had nothing to do with it. That's just Russian propaganda and disinformation. Now we know it was an act of sabotage, but there's an investigation going on right now. I don't think we're going to get into uh, in, into uh, credentialing that in terms of you know who, who was responsible. Uh, we're going to let the investigators take a look at that. But clearly, this was an act of sabotage. All right. Yes, I mean and that's Russian propaganda, yeah. just like that Hunter Biden laptop. Yeah. Trust me when I say it, John Kirby. <laughs> Thank you, John. But uh, the Secretary of State. Anthony Blinken did actually point out that this presents a tremendous opportunity for the United States. And John Kirby was asked about that. And here's what he had to say. Hmm. Again, I can't speak to specific accountability for this act of sabotage. Uh, I can just assure you the United States had nothing to do with it. Of course, uh, that's just Russian propaganda. And, and look, we're, we're, it's the inner lie detector. Yep. Russian propaganda, get that in there again, okay? Again, without, without crediting it to anybody right now, uh, what I would say is just look at what Russia has done in the past since the last seven months of this war and when it began, and that is to weaponize energy. He's been absolutely trying to weaponize energy mm -hmm. to try to punish uh, customers in Europe, uh, countries in Europe, our allies and partners, uh, uh, to, to try to, to coerce them into uh, not being willing to support Ukraine the way they have been. So he's okay. the one weaponizing energy. That's a that's part and parcel oh, of his gosh. playbook. But, John, wouldn't weaponizing energy mean controlling the pipeline? <laughs> uh. Oh, man, John Kirby's not used to, it, like, a regular news dude asking, like, a, well, legit question. Yeah. He, he does he does control the pipeline. But not if he blew uh, it so up. Again, I, Again, Brett, I'm not I'm not attributing this to any one actor right now. I'm saying we have, we have every reason to believe that this was an act of sabotage, uh, but we haven't settled uh, on who's exactly responsible. Okay. Everybody knows it was the Chinese bats in the wet market <laughs> that blew it up. Everybody knows that. No, real talk, though, I think it was the Saudis. Who knows, man? Effort to drive up energy prices ahead of a cruel cruel winter. They have the most to benefit. Did they have their helicopter circling? They well, do have a lot to benefit. There's no doubt yeah. about it. Who knows, man? Who knows? All I know is John Kirby has proven to us time and time again, you can't trust him. He'll lie to you. Mm -hmm. He'll just flat out lie. He's uncomfortable lying, too, isn't he? It's not very good, man. Yeah. Speaking of that, a little case of the... <laughs> White House Press Secretary, Green oh. Jean-Pierre. Van Damme Mellencamp. Yes. <laughs> Uh, she was, well, I don't know if you'd call this trying to answer a question. This was the press briefing yesterday. You know, it wasn't that long ago, our president, Joe Biden, praised a group of Coast Guard rescue swimmers, including a guardsman that, you know, could face termination because he's not gotten the COVID vaccine. He's on back. I know, I know. But he, but Biden personally thanked him. Because he saved a 94-year-old woman in the aftermath of the hurricane. Mm -hmm. Well, that guy expects to be fired. So a reporter asked Kareem Jean-Pierre about that. I wanted to ask, the, the president recently praised a group of Coast Guard rescue swimmers. One of them reportedly um, faces termination because yeah. he isn't vaccinated. I'm curious, given the threats that we're facing abroad, would the president ever reconsider uh, that vaccination requirement or consider issuing more exemptions? 
Great question. Awesome. We're facing question. a lot of challenges. We can't yeah. lose any more troops. Yeah. No. So what are we talking about here? Yes, Green. So as you as as you can imagine, the president has the most the deepest respect uh, for the U.S. Coast Guard. Uh, that is something that uh, uh, you would hear from him uh, directly. Uh, and the country, the president and the country, are grateful for all of the U.S. Coast Guard heroes uh, that have led the effort uh, to save uh, lives in Florida. Uh, we have seen that with our very own eyes uh, these past couple of days. Uh, I would refer you specifically. Why do you need to say that? We've seen it with our own. Eyes. Of course, we have. What are you, Kamala? With your own eyes! Uh, I would refer you specifically to the U.S. Coast Guard on oh. this on this issue, on this individual questions. It's not something that I would uh, comment from here, but, uh, you know, there, uh, of course, uh, have been multiple vaccination requirements, as you know, in place for quite some time. Uh, and, and they uh, don't make but, sense. Again, I'm not going to comment here from here on an individual case. And it still doesn't make sense. Mm. Goodness gracious. You know, you could have said, I'm not going to comment from here about individual cases. Move on. That whole setup. Well, it is. It's a whole lot of like time to say nothing. It's like 90 seconds of just chasing yes. your tail. <laughs> and, and, and as you know, and, the and By heroes, the time you but, get to the, to the end, it's like you just want it to be over. Oh, my gosh. I can't. I, that whole thing, still yeah. mandating that, it doesn't make sense. Crazy. And then you're reminded there are still some people that yeah. are terrified of COVID. Did you see the story on Howard Stern? I'm not surprised, but... He finally left the bunker. First time in two years he went out to a dinner. And said, it was too much for me. I was petrified. He actually said that. Like, I had an exhausting weekend, emotionally and physically. For the first time in two years, I ventured out of the house. It was too much for me. It was too much. Howard Stern, the guy who said, you know what, I just might need to run for president to stop Donald Trump. Is afraid to go out of the house. The pioneer, the fearless broadcaster, Howard Stern. Man, that's so disappointing. <laughs> oh, Man, that is goodness. so disappointing. <laughs> He's a terrified old woman. If you run a campaign from your basement, you just might win. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Fearless. Okay. Man, story about Planned Parenthood and a cartoon aimed at kids. You won't believe it. Straight ahead. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Anybody see any news on the cartoon that Planned Parenthood put out for kids that are just confused about I what? did see it. Holy yeah. smokes, man. Unbelievable. We're not coming for your kids. No, we're here to help. Helping voice. Jeez. Here's just part of the cartoon. There's no one-size-fits-all puberty experience. If you're trans, intersex, or non-binary, know that you're not the only one feeling confused. That's all it took for Van Camp. I knew it. You going to be all right? You know, that <laughs> I'd say if this were something that were not sort of forced upon society, yes. why is it that we've seen such an exponential growth rate in the number of kids who say that they're, you know, trans or whatever? 
Well, we know it's a social contagion, yeah. but if you say that, you're transphobic, apparently. Well, they say, well, now kids yeah. just feel more comfortable. Okay, well, well, then why aren't there... I, seriously, I'm just wondering, because it's like the number of kids now who say that yes. they are trans is actually outgrowing the rate of adults who say that, and that number has been growing pretty quickly as well. But it seems to be particularly acute or noticeable in teenage girls, in, in, in younger girls, like 12, 13, and then Correct. through puberty. Yes. So, hmm, that's not just about society being more accepting. Well, and this point's been brought up before, and it's uh, to me it's a good point, because the biggest argument against some sort of, you know, trans change at this particular age, well, they're going to kill themselves. Yeah. That's the threat. So why hasn't that happened throughout history? Right. Like massive amounts of suicides from a certain select group of kids. It's never been. <laughs> it's a social contagion. That's, that's what a, it is. And it's a very serious problem. I mean, obviously, suicide is a horrible thing. It is. But it's been used to manipulate for a long time. Absolutely. You know, so uh, I, I mean, caution yes. you to, to not swaddle that hook, line, and sinker. Well, no, and the numbers don't don't bear that out at all. But this commercial, the is cartoon. That, is that person There are medicines you can take to help your body start the process, like hormone replacement therapy. Ah. Some people decide on hormones or surgeries to help their bodies match up to their gender identity. Yeah. How many Mylar balloons were used during that voiceover? <laughs> Good question. If you're transgender or non-binary, you may find that your puberty experiences don't line up with your gender identity or how you see yourself. That feeling can be uncomfortable, scary, and stressful. If that sounds like you, know that you're not alone. Yeah, man. It's, man. it's freaking evil. You know, that, that, that reminds me of... And people used to make fun of this a lot, like the, the anxiety screening stuff or the early ADHD screening mm -hmm. stuff where it's like, a here's a 20-question quiz that you take. Yeah. Do you feel anxious in front of other people? Sometimes, do you worry about speaking in front of a crowd? Do you, you know those basic questions that everybody yes. feels? Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, yes, yeah. puberty sucks. It's not a pleasant time for most people as they're going through it. Especially girls. And and now you're just saying, well, if you're uncomfortable, well, you know what we need to do? Well, we, we need to give you a double mastectomy and put you on testosterone now. That's, that is unsettling. It is. Uh, this isn't exactly news, but just know this. It's National Be Nice Day. <laughs> I don't feel like it. <laughs> no, neither do I. Uh, I don't know what to say to that. I, am I going to try? I guess I will. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robin show. Biggest story of the day is what? Biggest, National Nice Day. Biggest story of the day is that that idiot Joe Biden has made us dependent on the OPEC cartel. And guess what they're doing? Cutting 2 million barrels of oil off the market a day. Um, and uh, that's going to drive up gas prices even higher. Yeah, there's something we could do about it. Yeah, I've already failed at Be Nice Day, but like I said, I, I don't feel like it. I don't feel like being nice because right now we get a senile old fool who's at the mercy of a bunch of communists who actually want to destroy this country now. Sometimes the nicest thing you can do is tell the truth. Yeah. It's like my buddy Kung Fu Drew used to say, sometimes I just want to satisfy their thirst for violence. <laughs> and that might be the most loving thing I could do. Jamie Markley with you. <laughs> <laughs> News update you want to hear next.
Markley Van Camp and Robin Show on National Be Nice Day. I'm Jamie Markley, the greatest millennial I've ever known. David Van Camp sitting right there. And the sexiest boomer. Uh, can't lie. Uh, the sexy boomer. Uh, Scott Robbins right there. Okay. <laughs> what did you just say? I don't even know what you just a said. A sexy you boomer. Say? You're a, a sexy se- boomer. You're not the sexiest. You used to say that. No, I never said sexy. Your feelings have changed. It's not. Okay. It's not. Um, there's a lot to get to here. Oh, first of all, with the economy, I'll say this. I see this headline, and it's nearly half of Americans making six figures are living paycheck to paycheck. Mm-hmm. Now, when you first see that headline, what? You just clinched. Well, no, I'm, I just would love to know their lifestyle is all. I think that's the reaction, is no one's feeling sorry for you if you're no. living paycheck to paycheck. On 100 GER. Right. But as we all know, okay, if you are making, say, 60 grand a year, and all of a sudden things go really well, and say your combined household, you go to 90 grand. That means, well, after taxes, at least roughly 20. So you're saving that money, right? Mm -hmm. No, you're not. No, you're not. (laughs) You start spending more on everything. Your lifestyle changes. Yeah. So the point of this whole piece was to say how many people have credit card debt that's getting out of control to pay monthly bills. It's going up within the last year at incredible rates. And it's another bad sign for the economy in the future. There's a lot of debt out there. Yeah. And it's not like prices are going to come down anytime soon. No. That is a huge issue. And it always seems like when we're looking at... uh, national indicators and waiting for those days when they come out to really tell us where we're at and then we watch what happens with the stock market as both of you guys have said at different times when you go out and either talk to people or go to stores that's the experience that'll tell you what's going on oh sure yeah that's where i have some of my greatest conversations about the economy at the grocery store line oh you just start griping and then people gripe along people usually are there going man you know, when they're getting checked out or whatever, and I say something like, yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? And they're like, yeah, it's nuts. I've never seen like, you know, then we start talking about it. Yeah. I've been with you when that's happened. I know. Now, when I've seen it, you started the conversation, but I'm sure when I'm not around sometimes, it's just... Sometimes I do. <laughs> sometimes I light that Can candle. Can you believe this? I know. Yeah. Um, th- this kind of stuff, you it seems you couldn't make up. The mayor of Austin... Was yep. caught sleeping during a police officer's funeral? Yeah, right. the, the mayor of Austin is a uniquely stupid person. Um, on Monday, there was a memorial service for Austin police officer Tony Martin. He died in a motorcycle crash uh, after a shift, I believe. It was while he was off duty. Uh, mayor Steve Adler, who authorized a $21 million budget cut to the police department in 2020, they have since uh, reversed course on that because oh, they got like 200 police officer vacancies now and crime is out of control. I think I said this quite a while back. Former drummer of Guns N' Roses, Stephen Adler, could do a better job as mayor of Austin than that Steve Adler. <laughs> right, and that's saying True. something. Well, yeah. it, he, he was in attendance at this memorial service for Officer Martin, and he fell asleep. Now, he apologized, and he said, I want to express my deepest apologies to the family of Officer Martin. This moment should be about him and his family, including his two daughters, whose words today pierced my heart as a father. I hold Officer Martin in the highest regard. But he also caught a few Z's while the memorial service. The memorial service was only about an hour. You can't, I don't know, run through Starbucks or something at, uh, beforehand. I don't know. Yes. Now, he's yes. gotten himself into trouble before, though. 
And I, I just want to go back in the Wayback Machine here with, with Steve Adler. Oh, are we going to go back to COVID? Oh, yeah. Like at yes! The, so at the beginning of the pandemic, when they canceled the big South by Southwest festival, yes, he still told they did a big press conference saying, pack the bars, pack the Dude, clubs, let's go. this is go. a Hall of Famer. This is a Hall of Famer right here. <laughs> now is the time that we should be going to restaurants, going to clubs, buying musicians, merchandise, helping one another. Yeah. His point was... <laughs> We can't have all these people come in, but all these bars and restaurants, they count on the business. So yeah. you go out there and spend the money. Right, exactly. Well, then he got his marching orders. Yes. And like good little liberal, he was, you know, had the color-coded nonsense about like how dangerous it was to be out. And the best one, this is my favorite one. He told people in Austin to not travel because COVID was too big of a threat. Don't, don't risk it. You will die. Right. And during that video address, he was literally vacationing in Mexico. Oh, yes. He addressed yes, people right. from yeah. Mexico. Yes. And because his daughter got right. married. And then they, they, his daughter got married, by the way, at an in-person you know, ceremony when he's telling yes. people, don't gather. Oh, don't gather. You know, I'm, I'm visiting my mom and we're having like a picnic outside. It was a tailgate picnic, you know, because, well, it was just too dangerous in Austin. I remember that. And uh, anyway, we had a graduation party like that. Right. Yep, Got to have it outside. And yep. uh, well, again, he's literally in Mexico because his daughter got married in person. Then they mm -hmm. hopped a private jet and flew. And uh, here was his apology for that. This is a Hall of Famer. Okay. I wouldn't travel now. I didn't over Thanksgiving and I won't over Christmas. Uh, and, and no one should. Uh, uh, everyone should be avoiding non essential travel now. I fear that the travel that I did could lead uh, to some taking uh, riskier behavior now. Oh, that's so nice. Uh, uh, right. Okay. Thank you for that trip down memory lane. Um, Corey Bush in the news. Yeah. Uh, she's got a new book out there. Yeah, she's got her memoir out, Far Left Representative Corey Bush. Uh, she's making the media rounds. Uh, she was on MSNBC's Morning Joe and was asked about her past of being homeless. And, you know, the, it's so funny watching these people on MSNBC just fawn over this woman who lies a lot, by the way. Like she said, white supremacists were shooting at her in Ferguson. Pretty yes. sure we would have heard about something like that at the time. It never happened. Right. No, it, no, it didn't happen. She's a big defund the police person, but they are fawning over her right now. All right, let's hear this. Talk about how that helps you represent those that too often have nobody remembering their plights day in and day out. I remember the pain from all of it still today. And I'm not saying that that's healthy. <laughs> I am in therapy, but I remember the pain of being hungry and only making sure that my children were eating. I remember the, the, the fear that I had of closing my eyes too long at night, sleeping in the car, um, afraid that one of my children wouldn't wake up. I remember the pain of being brutalized by police officers where they threw my body up in the air and I landed on the ground and I was stomped. I, I won't forget the pain. I remember the pain of all of well, those. Well, hold on a second. That seemed to be like a big deal. They threw her body up in the air. Yeah. Uh -huh. Never heard that one before. And it hit the ground. Being brutalized by police officers where they threw my body up in the air and I landed on the ground and I was stomped. I and stomped. Okay. Well, I mean. 
Okay, I don't even know. Yeah. It's be nice day. I know. I, well. All right, what's the nicest way you could say? That'd have to be a very strong officer. Oh, okay. she's a... She, she's not Large. Whoopi Goldberg, but she's... No. She's hefty. I don't know how you want to say that on Be Nice Day. I'm yeah. just saying that dude had to be pretty strong. Here we go. And then stomped on her. Well, come on. Really? Really? Well, I won't forget the pain. I remember the pain of all of those sexual assaults, the pain of the domestic violence when I was left for dead. I remember that, and I walk with that every single day because there are people still going through that right now. And as I go to sleep at night, somebody is hurting. Somebody's sleeping on the street. Somebody is in an abusive relationship. And we go on with our lives as if it doesn't affect us, as if because we don't see it, it's not a thing. Well, I feel it. So why don't you fight for those people yeah. with policies that would help them? Yeah, that. I just laugh because remember when she was busted for spending like $70,000 on private security while pushing to defund the police? Yes, yes. And this is what she said at the time in defense. I think this was on CBS. Doesn't really sound like she has other people in mind here. Hmm. I'm going to make sure I have security because I know I have had attempts on my life and I have too much work to do. There are too many people that need help right now for me to, to allow that. So if I end up spending 200000 if I spend 10, 10, 10 more dollars on it, you know what? I get to be here to do the work. So suck it up and defunding the police has to happen. <laughs> there you go. So if you have a problem with her having a private police force while she fights to make sure that you don't have a taxpayer-funded police force. You just need to suck it up, okay? Because I'm, I'm okay. helping you. All right. Okay. And then Joe and Mika, oh, yeah, tell us your plight. Um, it's like, uh, it, yes, we're, we're trying so hard to stay with the narrative and make race an issue, like, all the time. That's part of it. Because the police look for people of color to throw up in the air and stomp on. Yeah. Give me a break. Come on. But speaking of race being an yeah. issue, this yeah. here's a crazy story from Texas. I don't know if you heard about this one or not, from Texas Wesleyan. And, well, this was Jonathan Turley that had the story talking about this case of a professor that was removed from his class. Um, and this is a black man that wrote a play, Carlisle Brown on the birth of the civil rights movement and it's it's been canceled because it it used the n-word in the play <laughs> trying to capture the environment of hate and racism during this period of the civil rights movement <laughs> so texas wesleyan's black student association declared the reference to be harmful and triggering what because of that word in the play yeah, in the play about the struggle for civil rights. Yes, yeah, so you can't have that word in it because if these snowflakes hear it at all, they're triggered and it's somehow yeah. harmful. Okay. Further hurting black students and possibly students from other marginalized communities. Okay, all right. Yes. Just grow up. You know, okay, if... It, Obviously, if the word is used in the play, there is a reason for it. Right. Okay. Wouldn't you love to know from the people that say they were triggered? I just want to look at their music library. Right. Because I, there better not be any N-word anywhere in any of those lyrics. 
Can't have it. What would the argument be on that, David? That, well, they, that's used in a different context? I don't know. It seems like the context would be fairly appropriate if you're talking about the civil rights movement and trying to capture right. what the dynamics were during that accurately. Uh, it seems like that would be pretty solid context for somebody to be saying that word. Yes. But again, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. They are, in fact, canceled. Yeah. Oh, and remember that crazy story about the uh, chess player, the American chess player? Yeah. That was supposedly cheating? Yeah, what the... What? In his... What? In, in his... Uh, in, in the exit area, he had some sort of uh, vibrator? I, I think that was something that was thrown out there by yeah. Elon Musk, right? Like, that was... a. Uh, proposal of how you could cheat at chess. I don't think he was ever accused of actually doing that. It makes banging on trash cans seem <laughs> rather uh, <laughs> from well, baseball. I mean, yeah. Altuve is kind of a little guy. He might be able to fit. Oh my goodness <laughs> gracious. So anyway, the, guy, the guy cheated. There's been an investigation. It's found that this U.S. Grandmaster likely cheated more than a hundred times. How do you do that? Though? Well, it's it's very complicated but they noticed and they can figure out from basically chess simulators that can play. They're so good, they never make a wrong move. Mm-hmm. And this person was so calm and cool and moved up the ranks so fast that they could tell that the person was actually cheating. They had caught him cheating twice before. He's got like but- a cork in his pieces. <laughs> it's not just how you cheat at baseball that relates to everything else, Scott. That's not the way it works, okay? He didn't have Vaseline somewhere. Pine okay? tar on the queen. He didn't have pine tar anywhere, and there was no vibrating devices that we know of. <laughs> There's a non-binary division of a marathon. Here we go. Got that and much more coming up right here. All right, the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Yep. Question that's been out there for a while. Okay, if somebody's trans, they want to compete. Do you just do some sort of different division? And some people would say, yeah, that makes the most sense, I guess. Well, yeah. Shouldn't that suffice? I mean, you can't have males competing with females. you, You can't have it. It's not a fair playing field obviously right so it, some people are like that that maybe is the answer a new category yep but then other people are not happy with that and we have an update on the chicago marathon day yeah this was from the chicago sun times the chicago marathon uh is adding a non-binary uh category uh but as they write in the uh, chicago sun times it's not enough because they didn't celebrate it enough they didn't put out enough oh my gosh there. Seriously, listen to this. Uh, Cal Calamia grew concerned when they realized there was no elite non-binary division, as in the male and female races, or any finish line ribbon or monetary prize. Uh, Then noticed that uh, there had been no public announcement to promote the division. Personally, it feels hurtful because it feels performative or brushed under the rug because it really is a big deal. 
there was no statement to the media or the public. As a trans athlete, showing up and registering for these races is a hard thing to do because there's not usually space. What makes it easier is when big organizations with a lot of power say, we're adding this category and we're proud of it, and we're doing what it takes to celebrate these runners who are now being invited to our event. No one ever banned you from the event. Nope. They actually went out of their way to add a category for, uh, right now it's a grand total of 70 runners out of 40,000. But it wasn't <laughs> properly celebrated enough, okay? The narcissism. Dude, right. it's, it's so incredible. <laughs> we need to be celebrated. Right. We weren't. We got what we wanted, I guess. <laughs> but not enough. What? Why do they have to be celebrated? It doesn't matter. Acceptance isn't enough, Scott. Because look, especially when you're talking about non-binary, come on. We all know that modern-day non-binary concept was invented by some grad student who wanted a way to stand out among her prettier friends. (laughs) Right? (laughs) That's not bad. Did I mention it's National Nice Day? Be nice day? I don't feel like it. No, I don't either. Again, sometimes telling the truth is the most loving thing one could do. You need to see a counselor. Okay? A sane one. This is the Mark the Dan Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Well... Not an expert in the field. Not going to pretend to be, but I'm guessing gas prices are going up. Well, they already are. Yeah. yeah. They're already going up, and they will go up much quicker now because OPEC, the cartel of oil-producing countries, has decided to pull 2 million barrels of oil a day off the market. Mm-hmm. Because they can. Absolutely, because they right. can. Because they need to drive up the cost of oil uh, to meet their own financial needs because they are so heavily dependent on the price of oil. So they're, they're wanting to drive it back up. And you know what? If it screws over America and Western Europe, uh, so be it. Good in their eyes. Well, and who was it that was complaining saying OPEC's not caring about families? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like they always have in the past. All of a sudden, those guys become charitable organizations. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Okay. And again, man, we don't have to be in this position. We weren't in this position. This is by choice. That's what's so frustrating. Guess what? Prices are going up. <laughs> that was the whispery, prices are going up. Yeah, from Biden. From Joe Willie. Yep. Yeah. Is he going to do that with gas stations again? Put them down now. Do it now. No, we could be energy independent, and we chose not to. <laughs> Because somehow the entire world's going to be greener if we lead the way. Forget about China and India and Russia. It doesn't make any sense. Okay, that's frustrating. Um, Did see the headline of current and former IRS employees took thousands 
in fraudulent COVID relief and then spent it on a whole bunch of stuff like trips to Vegas, Mercedes, Gucci. Well, you know what we need? What? More IRS agents. I'm thinking 70,000 somewhere in there. That'll be good. Yeah. 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 That'd be great. So we got that going yeah, on well, for yeah, us, too. Yeah, that's good, yeah. Yes. And it seems that as far as the FBI goes, th- they're so busy with so many things, you know, like following parents, school board meetings, things like that. Yeah. No time for this case with the Hunter Biden laptop no. and Joe Biden business dealings with China, Ukraine, and the family profiting, Joe and his brother and, of course, his son, Hunter, even though one of their business partners... You know, went on national TV, you know, in 2020, two years ago, Tony Bobolinsky, then went back on Tucker Carlson's show last night to talk about what's going on. And to say, yeah, after he appeared on Tucker's show two years ago, saying, yeah, the big guy was Joe Biden. He was profiting off of this, which, of course, you probably shouldn't have to repeat that it's illegal, but it's nuts that there was this investigation into the laptop with the FBI. They're working on this. Mm-hmm. But they haven't talked to Bob Alinsky again, the business partner? Why? It doesn't make any sense. And during that interview, when he's talking about it, I'm saying, you know, he's hearing about whistleblowers now with the Tim Tebow character, not the football player, mm-hmm. but from the FBI, who basically is a Democratic operative. And now he's gone. Yeah. And part of that is because of the whistleblowers within the FBI that have come forward. Thank goodness for those people mm-hmm. that have done it. But this was Bobolinsky talking about that part. There's been all this discussion now about whistleblowers coming forward, coming forward to Senator Grassley, Senator Johnson, uh, Congressman Jordan, Congressman Comer. I mean, it sounds like they're coming out, you know, out of the woodwork, and I think it will continue to accelerate. And apparently a variety of these whistleblowers uh, claim that Tim Tebow was suppressing facts. So imagine I'm actually in Europe traveling, and I'm starting to see these, you know, I call my lawyers monthly. Why haven't I been called in front of a grand jury? Well, this makes no sense to me. They said they were going to follow up within a, you know, a week and do follow-up interviews. Two years ago. And uh, my lawyers were just, you know, stay, you know, let the process work through. I had respect for, obviously, our country. I was trying to uh, respect the, the Department of Justice and let them sure. work through. But then when you hear the person that you're told was assigned to run point on thousands of documents and uh, text messages and calendars and, you know, travel arrangements and all that, that uh, that individual just walked out of the, you know, the FBI uh, uh, headquarters in D.C., he's got to start asking questions. Yeah, that's part of it. And it gets a little convoluted. But if I'm to put it in its simplest terms, I guess, there was a deal with a couple of other people along with the Bidens and Bobolinsky with a Chinese energy company. And when he was asked, how much was Bobolinsky going to make off of this? Mm-hmm. It was at least a few hundred million dollars. And the Bidens, billions of dollars. Yeah. So there's a name for that company. And they, here's the contract. I forget how many pages long it is. But all of a sudden, China's not paying up in this deal the way they were supposed to. And then Bobolinsky figures out, okay, what the Bidens did was take that contract. And with typos and everything use it as a copy, and then take the name of their company together out and Hunter Biden's company in. Okay? (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
That's pretty crazy. And I think it was it was Tucker that was saying, you know, hey, they, they like shafted you on that deal, that sort of thing, you know? So they were shafting you without your knowledge, it sounds like. Yeah, it's called fraud. Yeah. <laughs> that was my favorite part. Yeah, it's called part. fraud. Yeah, it's called fraud. <laughs> yeah. You'd think someone would be looking into that, too. That's just part of it. So part of the time, if you're wondering, why does he come forward with this stuff? Whatever it is, it's still, is it true or not about the Bidens? That's what it comes down to. But yeah, if they shafted him, I don't blame him. No. But again, man, this has been the sitting president now for well over, well, almost two years. And still nothing on this. It's so freaking corrupt and frustrating. You've heard more about allegations that Raphael Warren, or I'm sorry, that uh, Herschel Walker may have paid for an abortion 13 years ago than this. (laughs) Yes. Right. We have a media that's corrupt. There's corruption all over the place. And then you think about, and every time that Biden would say this in the last year or so, it's so maddening. Completely different story here. When he's talking about, and we're reducing the debt. First president ever reduced the debt. And every time he would say that, it's the sleight of hand. It's like, we're not reducing the debt. And it comes out today, our national debt has surpassed $31 trillion for the first time. Yeah. Well, when they talk about reducing the debt or the deficit... Uh, they're talking about like year to year. And so Joe Biden will look at pandemic era, like emergency expenditures and say, well, we're not we're not spending that money anymore. Therefore, I reduce the deficit when the opposite is actually true. Correct. We're still going backwards. OK, midterms are coming. Got to make some changes or we're in real trouble. I hate to say it, but I really do believe that. Are you in the same boat by being too freaking crazy right now no i i I think there is an opportunity to turn some things around i mean one of the perfect examples is the governor's race in oregon which for the first time in my life i think uh might turn red that's what they're saying because the madness is going on and on and on and so you've got a situation where republican christine drazen the former house minority leader actually right now is leading uh, according to 538 polls or their analysis of the polls, is, is leading by one point. Wow. That's, that's, tr- that's remarkable. That's awesome. It is. Yeah. That's very telling. Didn't they just have a debate? Yeah, they did. And, I mean, it's uh, again, you hear some lunacy from the Democrat who's running. And <laughs> I, I, I just, so, so at one point they were talking about uh, ballot measure or measure 110, which passed a couple of years ago, and this decriminalizes like low level drug possession. <laughs> what a disaster right? it's been. It was the first state to do it. And they said, well, we're going to prioritize treating people with drug addiction instead of punishing people with drug addiction. And while they didn't have any of that infrastructure set up, so instead people are just able to, you know, use drugs with impunity. And, well, we've seen how that has worked out. It's not good. It's really bad. And and the Democrat running, uh, this would be Tina Kotek, wants not only to reinforce what 101 did, but or 110, I mean, did, but actually wants to make it even easier to use drugs, particularly in Portland. 
Okay, let's hear this. We make sure they have the services they need. But I will say for Portland in particular, in addition to making Measure 110 work, we need a meth stabilization center in Portland. We need a place for cops to take folks, not the emergency departments, when they are in a meth-related psychosis. Great idea. Yeah, well, and let's have free coffee for Antifa members after they riot. <laughs> let's do that, too. We make sure they have Unreal! This. Let's just put them in a room. Instead of going to, I don't know, an emergency room where people might ask questions related to people's health, but when someone's in a state of psychosis, we should just like cram them into a warehouse where they can come down easier. Wow. That's insanity. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I sit here and say to myself, these are people that want to be governor, senator sometimes. I mean, you know, it's incredible. Yeah. And they're saying, yeah, let's, let's, let's make it hospitable. Yes. Take them over here. Right. Free coffee. <laughs> maybe some finger food. <laughs> right. Well, we need we we need freak out uh, equity in this country. That's right. Dude, I mean, it it, it is absolutely uh, insane, especially yeah. when they're talking about using police officers as like Uber drivers to these meth cool down centers. Yeah. When already response times for Portland police have gone through the roof because of the idiocy that happened in 2020 with all the rioting and whatnot what happens when you bring a bunch of people together that are going through a psychosis in the same place oh I nothing don't... bad can happen right <laughs> no <laughs> uh you know what it's yeah. national be nice day yeah it's been kind of a joke here so far mm-hmm. i did happen to see this about friendship um <laughs> it was the ingredients for a long-lasting friendship tim Ten ingredients. I'm like, man, as a show, we're hosed. Uh, do you want to know what you need for a long-lasting friendship? Because oh, we've all sure. been friends for a long time. Yeah. Okay. What do you need? Well, you need... I'll run down a quick list. Uh, you, you love hanging out with each other. I think that's usually true. Yeah. Uh, shared interests. Yeah. 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 Shared morals and values. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're thoughtful toward each other. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Outside of... Scott telling me he constantly have a mental illness. Oh, yeah. It's, it's me that's tough on you. I got it. You have a similar sense of humor. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably I true. think so. Um, always being there when you need them. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, for two of us. Yeah. Um, what are you talking about? What do you mean by that, David? <laughs> yeah, what do you mean by that? Like you're saying, I think, David, you'd be there and I'd be there. Scott, we're not quite sure. That's Maybe. not true. <laughs> hey, man, your motto's always been a friend in need is a friend you don't need to know. <laughs> That's, I, I disagree. <laughs> Loyalty? Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Supporting each other? Yeah. Yep. Listening to one another? Yep. Yeah, and then trust? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. What? I think so. Uh, but if you were single around my wife, I I can't say... I don't know that well, you're one of those friends of mine I, that listen, I would trust. I was just willing to fill the void should something unfortunate <laughs> happen to you. That's Okay. Right. Well, that's why I can't trust it because you told me a million times, hey, if you go before me, just know she'll be taken care well, of. Well, like I, I want to comfort her in her time of need. That's all. Yes. I don't know that she's up for that, really. Well, she probably isn't, but, you know. <laughs> you're I just never, offering. I never Thanks. really asked her. Really yeah. nice guy. You're Antonio Brown to my Tom Brady or whatever. Golly. All right, news update next.
Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Jen Action. There's the millennial David Van Camp and the sexy boomer Scott Robbins. Before we move on, David, you look troubled. What did you just see? Well, uh, so there's this thing going on at the southern border, you know, a migrant crisis that's been going on for quite some time. Last year, the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, uh, expanded and launched this Operation Lone Star to try to stop what was happening at the border to the best of his legal abilities to okay. do that. And it, it, there's a tragic story. A, uh, a, a guardsman has who was sent there, National Guardsman was sent there, uh, committed suicide, uh, shot himself. Jeez. And it's tragic. There have been five suicides uh, related to this operation at the border. One of them involved a guy who tried to save people who were drowning in the Rio Grande and couldn't quite get to them, uh, mm-hmm. wasn't equipped to, to go into the water the way he, was, he needed to. And Democrats are now, I, I mean, it, it, you talk about going low. Um, uh, there, there's a guy, he's an activist, a youth activist, uh, Antonio uh, Arellano. Um, and he says a fifth Texas National Guardsman has committed suicide after being ordered by Greg Abbott to patrol migrants. The political stunt has cost $4 billion in taxpayer money and has left 10 Texas Guard members dead. Greg Abbott must lose his job in November. Up yours, dude. Up yours. Oh, my gosh. These are bad people, man. Yeah, yep. you, you want to talk about the hundreds of migrants who have died? You're talking like what over over six hundred? Uh, I was thinking it was approaching seven hundred. Maybe maybe over seven, somewhere around in that ballpark, who have died. That's just that we know of. Yeah, but you can't use those dead bodies politically for their cause, so they don't want to talk about that because Democrats have given them the the signal that you can come in, you can make some right. bogus asylum claim, and we'll get back to you at a later date. You don't want to talk about those deaths. I don't know what was going on with these particular National Guardsmen. The only story I've really heard expanded upon was that uh, was the one where he tried to rescue some migrants. Um, and that's a freaking tragedy. It is. It's all a tragedy. And, and to it say didn't have that, to happen. How is it Abbott's fault for trying to stop what is going on at the border? How is it his responsibility how or how how are these deaths on his head at all? There's a huge problem. Meanwhile, speaking of people coming in illegally, did you see the story of the Florida sheriff that responded to the illegals arrested for looting after the hurricane? Yes, yes. Saying we're not tolerating it. Right. Don't. Do not. Jeez, man. So many of the problems that we have right now as a country are self-inflicted yeah, and some within the last year and a half, not all some problems have been just kicked down the road for years and years and years, but there are others that we're bringing on ourselves and how this made news. I don't know that Velma from Scooby-Doo is a lesbian. I heard about that. We know that years ago. We suspected, but I guess now it's all out there. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. Biggest story of the day, David, is? Biggest story of the day is that, uh, well, you're not going to be able to hear the White House bragging about gas prices coming down because they've been inching up over the last several days, and now they're about to probably go up significantly after OPEC decided to uh, cut 
two million barrels of oil a day off the market. And you usually call Biden president bystander? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it'll be that again. Not our fault. Right, not our fault. It's this cartel. Well, you know, there are a lot of projects that you canceled on, like, day one. A lot of regulations that you're putting into place. And, yeah, it, it is largely your fault. Absolutely. All right, we got another news update. And Scott Robbins' top three stories of the day, the trifecta, straight ahead right here. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. You have the trifecta coming up in a few. Okay, I just saw David. You all right? Now what? What well, did you just see again? Uh, it, like I said, I don't feel like participating in Be Nice Day today. So you know that uh, the 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 Biden administration has uh, committed to another six hundred twenty-five million dollar arms package for Ukraine. Uh, we're going to be sending another four advanced rocket systems from our own inventory. So the Pentagon says that uh, for certain weapon systems, we're running low on ammo. You look at what this idiot in the White House has done with the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, and we're at historically low levels. We are not ready to fight a major war. No. This president is careening from one bad idea to the next, and it is systematically weakening our position of strength in the world. It's troubling on a lot of different levels. And I, you think about everything that's going on in the world. That's one thing. And then things that are happening within the United States. And you get into the issues of what's happening to kids. We have a lot of, I mean, big breaking issues yeah. to deal with. And you can deal with them, but it's got to be soon. It's getting out of control. You think about what's being taught in school, the whole trans movement with kids, uh, people coming here illegally with no end in sight. I mean, it's not like, well, you know, we're, we got a plan for the start of 2023 to secure the border. There's no plan. Well, that's why it's, I think this midterm is vitally important because it's, you can at least slow down if not put the brakes on some of this stuff well look i mean that's why to me though like the republican party i honestly i don't care if it's republican or democrat whoever you get you got to have a, a clear-eyed plan and i have no faith right now in a lot of the republicans who are currently in office i mean look you know uh mccarthy kevin mccarthy releases this what commitment to america which is like the dr thunder version of the contract with america right <laughs> like, come on, man. We got to be laser focused with all of this. And, and it's at the federal level, it's at the state level, and it's at the local level. Local level, a lot of people are doing their part. You've seen what school board races have, have turned sure. into in a whole lot of uh, jurisdictions. Um, it, it's, it's time for federal level conservatives to really grow a pair and start fighting back. Absolutely. Yeah. New blood would certainly help. There are some in right now that I think are ready to do it. Other people have been useless, honestly, for a long time. 
Always talking big and then low on results. By the way, just an update. I think you guys already saw it, but just in case you didn't, uh, Stacey Abrams never denied the outcome of the 2018 election in Georgia. Yes, she did. (laughs) More than once. No, she said she didn't. (laughs) Well. She's on CNN. She said she didn't. No, no, she did. You did. That's so weird. You can say it now. I never said that. It's a shaggy song. It wasn't me. I think it was a group of Republicans that put together the montage. David had done it before. It goes on forever. It's just hilarious. I have never denied the outcome. I have one very affirmative statement to make. We won. But I didn't lose. I got the votes. But we won't know exactly how many because of how they cheated. I did win my election. I just didn't get to have the job. We were robbed of an election. Using the word rigged, using the word steal, do you think it's dangerous going into 2020? I, I don't, because we can actually back it up. And so in response to what I believe mm-hmm. was a stolen election, and I'm not saying they stole it from me, they stole it from the voters of Georgia. Yeah, right. Okay. She never denied it. Right. Never. Never did. No. <laughs> I, I think Stacey Abrams is an insurrectionist. I mean, based on the current rules of the game, I mean, honestly, where are the feds knocking down her door? Well, see, that was at the state level. That means it's right. heroic. The federal <laughs> level, then you're an insurrectionist. All the fawning over her is just breathless. It doesn't matter. I mean, wonderful. The Stacey Abe. Oh, she gives me goosebumps when she speaks. That happens to a lot of people until they get on the national stage. Remember, that was the deal with Kamala. And now it's all of a sudden Bill Maher. Biden, just find somebody else. She can't do it. Everybody hates her. Yeah, now they do. Yep. <laughs> Okay, let's get to your big three, Scott. Are you ready? One, two, buckle my shoe It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day at this time, Scott Robbins' top three stories of the day, the trifecta. And helping him as always. I'm Casey Kasem. Hey! <laughs> Hi, Casey. You ready? Yes? I'm ready. Okay. Three. Number three, the cost of repairing a Portland statue, the elk statue, uh, that was destroyed by Antifa. Well, yeah. we've got the bids, and it's Yeah, it's crazy. in. Uh, well, if you, don't, if you haven't seen this, I'm sure you've seen it during the Antifa riots. And during Portlandia, there's a pullback of it, too. It's one of the most iconic things in Portland. That's mm-hmm. the statue of the elk. It's been there since 1900. And it was destroyed during the Antifa riots. Mostly peaceful riots. Sorry. Uh, so they're going to fix this thing. They expect the restoration, new pump, reinstallation, going to cost between $1.2 million and $1.3 million, oh, with an additional six hundred seventy gur for street improvements. That brings the total to about $2 million. Now they're waiting to see how much insurance is going to cover. Now, why is all this necessary? Well, if you remember the social justice protest of BLM nightly near the fountain, at first they said the damage was cosmetic. On the statue, but the mob gladfully worked themselves up into using the base of the fountain to set bonfires. So there you go, about two million dollars, and you get your elk back. Wow! By the way, speaking of BLM, boy, all it took was Kanye West and Candace Owens wearing a shirt that said "White Lives Matter" to get people to freak <laughs> out, Golly. and then Kanye to say it's over. Everybody knew it was a scam. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, break out the smelling salts because the, <laughs> there's, some, there's some fainting going on. Yeah. Oh, gosh. We're getting closer and closer to number one. Yes, the Scott Robbins trifecta, the top three stories of the day. Two. 
Okay. I, I don't know where David went. Uh, number oh, two, you're saying uh, trans surgeries are big business right now. Yeah, the industry surrounding transgender surgeries is expected to reach how much by the end of the decade? Jamie, to you. Uh, I would say in the billions. Yes, you'd be correct. How many billions? Five. Great guess. Right on the nose, my friend. Five billion dollars. Wow, I must have saw that story earlier. Wow, according to a recent <laughs> report. Did you really? Maybe. According to a recent report from Grandview Research, the sector saw a $1.9 billion valuation last year, and it's forecast to expand at annual growth rate of more than 11% through the year 2030. But hey, this isn't about making it money. It is not. It's about <laughs> safety. Yes, what does that mean, safety? Gender how? affirming, sir. Right, because there have been many experts that say this is the way to go. Although there's a lot of pushback from other experts. That's according to a separate study that was done by Cedar sinai Medical Center in L.A. Their analysis claimed that, get this, 78% of transgender males and females who identify as the opposite sex experience gender dysphoria by the age of seven. What was that again? They experienced gender dysphoria, 78%, by the age of seven. Oh, my gosh. Holy smokes. Again, I forget where I saw the story. It was something to the extent of there was a little kid that liked to put on his mom's high heels sometimes and liked the way they sounded, like just the Uh clickety-clack. And that was the sign to the parents, oh, we got a trans kid. Okay. You're crazy. Yes. But you're looking now at a billion-dollar industry. Mm-hmm. And so you have all these yeah. faux experts saying, well, this is a sure sign. They don't want to stop this. Uh, no. I mean, there's too much dough in it, man. Well, it was it, Matt Walsh, Daily Wired, that exposed the Vanderbilt thing. And that was that was a video they had on their own site. Right, they were talking about the money they're going to be making from doing this. Yes. yes. And if you do the, what is the procedure where you're building a male part out uh-huh. of, like, you know, skin from your arm? I forget what the name of that procedure is called. Mm. I mean, and you got to yeah. keep going back again and again and again. Yeah. How could, it's a seven, huge moneymaker. seven years old, 78%? Come on. I mean, what are we doing? What's going on here? Um, well, they're torturing a lot of kids and making a lot of money doing it all in the name of gender affirming care yeah all right scam thanks for that yeah now on with the countdown well, thanks yes it is the scott robbins trifecta top three stories yeah. of the day up to number one number one the top story of the day according to scott robbins is a, a, <laughs> i love this story. you're telling me it's a french basketball player who's gone viral because of his name because of his name his jersey is uh, people are clamoring to get a hold of his jersey now I guess there's some players that play in this G League that are pretty good, that are foreign players. But this guy is not one of the better players. But his jersey is hot right now. What's his name? Steve Ho-You-Fat. How do you spell it? (laughs) S-T-E-V-E-H-O-U-F-A-T. I figured how to... Spell Steve. How do you spell the last name again? You threw me off there. H- wow, that's weird. Eight. It's, it's separated into three different. H O. Yeah. Y O U, F A T. Do you want to pronounce that? Ho you fat. fat. Right. The announcer said Steve Ho you fat with a three. 
He said, yeah, that's the guy's name. Don't tweet me on that. I'm just doing my job. And there you have it. I want this jersey now. No, you don't. Would you really wear that around? I don't, maybe. You might. Honestly, you might. Okay, that's a Scott Robinson. Hold you that. What? Top three of the day. News update to get to from David and Nimrod's in the news. Straight ahead, right here. Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Van Camp's having a day. Every time I look I, at him, he's shaking his head. Well, uh, so you know what the uh, what the plan is now? Because OPEC, this is the group of countries that uh, are well, the oil-producing countries, many dictatorships uh, involved in this. Um, they have decided that they are going to be cutting 2 million barrels of oil per day uh, in an effort to drive the price of oil back up because their economies rely so heavily on that. Now, Biden, instead of unleashing American energy, has announced that he's going to be releasing 10 million barrels in the month of November from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, which if that 2 million a day that OPEC mm-hmm. is cutting was only going to last for five days, would basically let us break even. It won't do that, though. This guy, Joe Biden, between sending weapons systems from our military over to Ukraine uh, at, a, at a really concerning rate, in my opinion, is once again just hell-bent on, on diminishing our oil supply, which is supposed to be there for an actual disaster like all-out war that we are waging. Was well, not just <laughs> him releasing it to Americans. He's also selling it to China. Right. And Europe. And I mean, th- yes. this is, again, careening from one bad idea to the next. Draining the Strategic Petroleum Reserve to these levels, which haven't been seen in what, since the 80s? It, it, I it, think that's I think that's right. Is yeah. I mean, you're talking uh, again. Everything's historic in this administration. This is this is a betrayal of America. This is a betrayal of everyone who is struggling to make ends meet right now. Dude, honestly, if you were going with slogans that would tell the truth, mm. under Biden it would be America last. Absolutely. The world first, America last. You've got a great juxtaposition taking place right now in Florida, too, with DeSantis at the podium and Joe with his with that sort of mouth open. Yeah, look on his on his face. I mean, no. <laughs> take a look at who's leading here. Listen, he'll he'll be lucky if he gets through a speech without calling him Ron DiGiorno. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing, you know, with OPEC, uh, obviously they can do it. They're about the money. I mean, and it's they're not hurting for money either. No. You're talking about Saudi Arabia. I mean, I understand they got a golf league to fund. But holy smokes, man, they're rolling in cash. 
You think all of a sudden they care about the environment. Are you kidding? Or China or India, Russia? It's beyond frustrating. So many different fronts. And again, you keep coming back to this, David, but you have all this going on, and we're supposed to care whether or not Herschel Walker helped pay for an abortion from 13 years ago in Georgia. Yeah. Yeah, meanwhile, uh, you know, Raphael Warnock, who's running for Senate against him, he's the incumbent in this election, ran over his wife during a domestic situation. Yes, he did. You know, there are other details of the story we talked about a little bit yesterday, too, and I know we got to get to Nimrod, so I'll make it fast. That that whole resettle gay kids in California. Yeah. There are, like, kidnapping laws that you could be venturing into oh, yeah. with that sort of thing. Yeah. Because you're basically saying to a kid that lives, say, in Arkansas... If you make it to California, you can stay here, and we'll take care of you, and your parents can't do anything. Just get to California. That's all you have to do. Yeah, like host people. Yeah. And I just see this headline at Daily Wire, top national school psychologist, part of group offering to resettle gay kids with new queer-friendly parents. Gee whiz, man. Yeah, we got a fight on a lot of different fronts going on. Oh, boy. But you know what we always have? What's that? The ability to laugh at others. Good. That's called Nimrods in the News. I think we're ready to go. Roll it. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the News. Well, we have a flight attendant. She's 60. Facing charges for what? Stealing jewelry in the TSA line at Reagan National Airport in D.C. This is Rebecca Valley. Works for a regional carrier, Republic Airways. Passenger took off a bracelet to go through security. Gone. It just vanished. So they told a TSA worker who checked the security footage. Sure enough, it shows Rebecca in her uniform taking the bracelet, just walking off. Doesn't she know she's going to get caught? I would think. They caught up with her in the terminal, arrested her. Owner of the bracelet? Guess how much it's worth? One guess. Fifteen hundred. Eight grand. Oh. She's in a lot of trouble. And that's Nimrod's in the news.